0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 20XTX. My name is Amato, he, him, and with me are...
1: Tori, they, them. And Della, she, her.
0: Although I should point out while we're talking about names that in Japan, my name is Jazz. Mm -hmm.
2: I I think I'm pirate pop punk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very specific.
1: And I would definitely either be Roll... No, not Roll. What's the dog's name? Uh, Rush. Rush. Uh, rolls the girl. uh, Rush, but Rush is Rush in Japanese and in English, right? Rush
0: is Rush in both, but Treble, treble is... Treble is not, so I would be Treble. <laughs> okay, that took a long thought process. <laughs> I see. You're saying that in Japanese, Treble's not taken, so
2: you can be Treble. Yeah, Treble with the capital T, was rhymes with P, stands for pool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. Something like
2: I'm that. sorry, I'm doing a musical right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, thanks for joining us with the conversation, Della. I know that What with being in a musical that is getting ready to perform very shortly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you did not, you know, read the fanfic or anything like that.
2: No, I didn't know y'all were coming over today. I was just like sleeping and y'all like bust the door in like just waved the recording equipment around and said set this up and then i was like okay geez <laughs> i feel like we've done this bit before <laughs> oh definitely
1: <laughs> this is how we always do the podcast we bust into Della's house,
2: <laughs> just like we're ready are you yeah hmm. I-, I think in like the cartoon universe where we-, we-, we all live in the same house you like bust into my room
0: <laughs> okay but which cartoon universe is it the make a crossover cartoon universe or the one like just about us <laughs> it's going to be relevant shortly
2: oh interesting <laughs> right because like i'm i'm just here to be a pretty face for this radio broadcast i, I didn't read What's this fa- fan fiction <laughs> what is this <laughs> as they say in
0: japanese yes
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes we are reading or rather we read a fanfic though i i've got to warn everybody listening we're gonna get on a huge tangent before we really get into this fanfic very much i'm afraid uh but our fanfic that's not you know normal or anything well well, (laughs) this time i know it's happening i know it's coming (laughs) just because of like the way we approached this right okay but
1: like you probably already should have known it because of the predictive capacities of the human brain and pattern recognition (laughs) i'm just saying
0: also fair i suppose. But we chose a story from Mega Man, the series, which is a long running Mega Man series of fanfics um, by this is Mandy. Is it Paw? What do you think? P-A-U-G-H. It's not a name I'm familiar with.
1: Oh, maybe. Could be I, Pogue.
0: I honestly not sure. Yes. Um, and before we jump into that, I suppose we should probably ask what's our background with Mega Man? I, I, Mega Men. <laughs> I played some Mega Man games. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I did watch uh,
1: the TV show when I was a really little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said this before in whatever episodes, but I used to like take run outside and get the newspaper before any of my neighbors could, so I could or any of my family could. My neighbors would do this also at their houses, the other little kids, so I could put it on my arm and run around pretending I was Mega Man. It was my arm cannon. It's <laughs> a good idea. I never did that. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did that our whole we had this like little cul-de-sac and all the little kids we were all around the same age and we would do that.
0: But I did also watch some of the 90s cartoon and I also lusted after the action figure line mm-hmm. where like you could take off you know, the the special weapon of the Robot Masters and attach it to Mega Man's arm and be like, my arm's a snake now. I'm going
2: to shoot a snake. That's awesome. Um, The sentence had me worried for a second. It ended in a nice place, though. I did not
0: lust after any other Mega Man characters in particular. So, As a kid also, the action figures, it looked really nice. They were on design. But I also was like, but, you know, even if I got those and even if I, like, attached a fire to Mega Man's arm, he wouldn't turn red. And so, you know, it wouldn't be quite totally satisfying. Because normally when you equip a weapon in Mega Man, you should change color. Good point. Yeah. I just don't think I thought that
1: far at that age. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that, totally. But I, admittedly, I'm talking about when I was, like, five, so.
0: Yeah, I in terms of Mega Man games, I played like the Game Boy Mega Man games because we had a Game Boy we didn't have an NES Mm -hmm. and I played a lot of seven like the more cartoony looking one for the Super Nintendo because we had a Super Nintendo and then I played some Mega Man X especially like like I played through the Mega Man X games for Super Nintendo as soon as I got a Super Nintendo emulator working I mean very very legally (laughs) uh, when I was a little bit older but I never played the original actual Mega Man games for a long time and I still haven't really thoroughly I've like dabbled in them here or there but i don't know if i've beat one legit like got all the way through a wily fortress or anything like that
1: we're like the opposite because i played like a bunch of like one two and three but when i was a child Mm -hmm. like i i hardly remember them so i did go on wikipedia like refresh myself on the the plot (laughs) what plot there is what about you della
2: mega man is a game (laughs) have you not really played a mega man game um Well, growing up, I had a Game Boy, right, and not that many games. Mm -hmm. Had like Kirby: Streamland One and Two, Pokemon, and then I got an Xbox. Okay, Hmm. so
0: uh, let's see. Tori, help me out. Between Kirby and Pokemon, (laughs) which one's most like Mega Man?
2: Oh, Kirby: Streamland Two, where they absorb powers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: that's true. Yeah,
1: I think Kirby has like a strong. A much stronger Mega Man vibe. Yeah, like okay. just because of like Kirby's protagonist situation and like kind of the general like sides like in the older games, like the sort of like side scrolling right. power shooting. So, just vibe. like in
2: Kirby's Land 2, this Mega Man riding around on a giant hamster that changes powers with what it absorbs. yeah Sure,
0: yeah. <laughs> just just imagine as far as I recall. <laughs> just imagine if Kirby was a robot. That's basically Mega Man. Same thing. Is Kirby not a robot? <laughs> Wait, you know what, Della? Mm-hmm. The
2: Astro Boy GBA game. Yeah,
0: no, that's a good Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: I-, I still replayed that game every so often. That's a fun one. It's very good. Yeah, the so, uh, Mega Man is also called Rock Man. Yeah, and I'm I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Japanese, he's Rockman, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I-, I-, I know about Mega Man. I've watched some Let's players play some. I I know the concept. You. There's a whole bunch of worlds. You defeat the bosses. You get their powers. Mm -hmm. to defeat the other bosses. It's rock, Mm -hmm. paper, scissors. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All that. And uh,
1: you defeat robots and they explode into squirrels. No, wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the main character is blue.
2: Yeah. Of course. And there's like a bio network game that people really like or something. I think that's Mega Man.
0: Yeah. It's a Mega Man alternate version. Speaking of which, I actually have, you know, engaged with some Mega Man. you know, attempts to do the Mega Man story like as an actual story. Like I read some of the Archie comics, which are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I've read a little bit of uh, of Rockman Megamix, like the manga, oh. which does kind of the same kind of thing that the Archie comics try to do of like take the games and actually make stories out of them. Mm-hmm. And also seems to be maybe similar to what this fanfic writer is trying to do, although this fanfic writer, very interestingly, doesn't write the stories of any of the games, but is very clear about when any of the stories take place in relationship yeah. to the games, which now, is pretty neat.
1: You say they don't write any of the stories of the games. However, the one we read, Day to yes. Live, had a plot very reminiscent of Mega Man, or premise very reminiscent of Mega Man 3. Is that right? Day to live. I oh, thought that was no. It's post Mega Man Three. It's I just thought it was springing same...
0: off of Mega Man: The Power Battle or The Power Battle oh, Two, where like there's see, it's revealed just... to be like some sort of error in in Proto Man or something. Okay. Okay. Well, it's just like because, um,
1: well, I guess we'll get into it, but in a bit. But the the premise is that yeah, there's a flaw in Proto Man's system, and he doesn't want Doctor Light to repair it because he doesn't trust him, and that's like basically the. Premise of Mega Man 3, right? Mm, Is that might be right. Uh
0: well look. Anyway, not a big deal. You might (laughs) be able to say that the plots in Mega Man might sometimes be a little repetitive. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't want to throw stones at the Mega Man writers, but like, you know, it could be the same kinds of things do happen more than once over the course of those games.
2: So very legit. How many uh what the plural be? Mega man's Continuity are there?
0: Well, there's Mega Man, mm-hmm. Mega Man X continuity, which is the same continuity mm-hmm. but set in the future. Okay. Mega Man Zero, which is the same continuity but set in the future. Wait. <laughs> in addition, in addition, there is Battle Network. It's set in the future. <laughs> uh no. Oh. But there's like the other one. There's like Space One, okay. that is Battle Network, but set in the future. <laughs> okay. Then there's Mega Man Legends, mm-hmm. which is totally different. Like not even, not even a bit similar, and. That
1: might be it. Wait, are you saying like set in the future as if some of the Mega Man games are set in our present day? <laughs> the, or you future the, set in the future of the The future of Mega Man. But then, like, okay, <laughs> sorry, this is my total lack of billiarity uh, with Mega Man, but why? Why what? Why? Because they're already. They're already living in
0: a world with sentient robots. Uh, Because Time Jump is an awesome story mechanic have done, right? Yeah. Because that way in the Mega Man X games, X can find a capsule and a hologram of Dr. Light speaking to him from the past when a recorded message will give him a power up and it's awesome. So like
1: all the humans are dead. (laughs) Right. Like Dr. Light and Dr. Wily will be in the future stories. Okay. See, I'm I'm here to learn, folks. (laughs) So as far as I can remember,
0: there's only three continuities.
2: So is this in the original... Mega yeah. man the,
0: the most original, the originalist. Okay. But that, but so original.
1: So in the future it's the same continuity. It's just the robots have been alive for a really long time.
0: Mega Man, Mega Man X, and Mega Man Zero are all like, you know, future, then time skip, then time skip mm-hmm. between them. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um anyway, but we'll get in weirder continuity soon. First, I want to say a little thing about Mega Man the series. You know what I love when we're talking about old fanfiction? What will just always make me have a good attitude towards the fanfic going in?
2: Uh, faithful Respect for Continuity?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but also, personal website for the fanfic. hmm I love it. And this is one of those fanfics that has its own website. You know, bespoke, like, HTML. I mean, I guess all websites are HTML, right? But, like, bespoke Dealey, and it's off of... Um, off of a website called the Mega Man homepage. So it's like a Mega Man shrine and resource site. And then there's a sub place that is Mega Man the series, this long-running fanfic.
2: Mm-hmm. It cool, that it does have like custom graphics and fan art and like plays a MIDI of Linkin Park or something. It doesn't have a MIDI, but it feels like it should. It should. <laughs>
1: it's got Kiss dolls. Well, they don't actually have them. They have like a page for Kiss dolls, maybe... Oh, the file store is a zip. You can download a zip file of all the kiss dolls they've created.
0: I love that. Oh, I forgot a Mega Man series. Mega Man ZX, which is Mega Man Zero but in the future. So there's a total of like um three time skips across that continuity.
2: Okay. It's Mega Man already takes place in the future. So it starts <laughs> off in the future. In the future, in the future, in the future.
0: Technically, Mega Man <laughs> might be in the past now.
2: Well, yeah, but when it was made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The future of the past.
2: Yes. Yeah. Retro futurism. Right
0: there you go. <laughs> anyway, no. I, I I just love, I just love a good website, and this is actually a pretty nice looking, you know, HTML bespoke website. And you go into it, and it's got quotes of the day series, explanation, plot background, Mega Man physics. There's a subsite explaining how the Game Boy games work because it's really weird, uh, in terms of like continuity. Mm-hmm. There's like, um faqs and readmes and artwork and yeah it's great um it's it's genuinely really cool and i also like just everything being tied into itself so well when you go to the stories in this fanfic series it lists them and it also like i said lists the games where they would take place in continuity even though they're not fanfics but the games have links to game hints and like you can link directly to the guide on this website for that game, which includes reviews and hints and all this like walkthrough stuff. Um, I don't know. Is this Web
1: 2.0? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I gotta say what I love is there's straight up book covers. That too. Like book jacket style. So like if you click on the image, it'll show you not just the cover. But on the left hand, like the spine in the middle, and then on the left hand side, the book
0: summary in its (laughs) own design for every book, quote unquote, they wrote. We haven't seen anything like that for a while. Uh, Father's Heart had that. I feel like some Buffy fanfic, Mm -hmm. you know, site had that going on. Well, the art's good. I mean, I don't know if they did some copying or
2: tracing, I mean, but I don't know. It's good. (laughs) Good enough. Do you think these stories are meant to be like a companions to the games like you go from the game to the stories back to another game back to one of the stories.
0: Are you like are, is that how you're supposed to pl- like engage with it you mean?
2: Yeah, is that their intention?
0: I think this is more like going into this you already are familiar with the Mega Man series. Right, you probably and, play, play the shit out of all the games. Exactly. Yeah. And right. so I I don't think they're expecting you to okay, first play Mega Man 1 through 3, now you can read a fanfic.
2: Man, I've been reading some Marvel comics recently, so I've been looking at pages with like reading orders. (laughs) Oh God! Because that's just been on my mind. I've been trying to keep up with
0: current X Men by checking out like stuff through Hoopla from my local library system Mm -hmm. because I find the premise genuinely interesting. But like, they have they have like in addition to the the paperbacks that are like oh issues one through four of this run of X Factor, Mm -hmm. they've got the ones where it's just like okay, here's everything in continuity order but it's not actually everything is the thing right it's like most things except for some events which they don't include it's like imp- it's impenetrable comic book continuity even if you're reading it right now the only solution which i'm sure is their favorite solution is buy all the comics
2: no that's not a solution <laughs> fuck you
0: i meant it's marvel's favorite solution No,
2: you know the oh, actual yeah. solution is you pick the character you like and you follow that or you pick the author you like and follow that you pick the storyline you like and follow that right right <laughs>
0: So here's the thing. Mega Man, the series, it's long, it's been going on for a long time. I don't think anything new has come out for a while. But a lot of these stories, like the early ones are from the late 90s. The later ones are from like 2004, that sort of thing. I think the author was writing a lot. I wasn't sure what to read at first. And so I was like, well, let's try reading the first one. But this has got to be one of those series that really changed focus as it went along. Because book one is called Teaming Up it's not even an introduction to Mega Man or the setting. It is a Captain N fanfic. Yeah. Captain N, it, the Game Master. Which, uh,
1: well, side note really quick since we were just on that. I do want to say the copyright for the website expired in 2019, hypothetically. Mm. Um, However, it was last updated in 2008. So there okay. was a little more of a timeline there for what the author when the author was engaging with and what they were doing Mm. now yes this Captain N fanfic so
0: we tried to watch Captain N right so like this is a we know this is a Captain N fanfic it's a focus on Mega Man but you know only probably about as much as like we watched what episode Big Trouble Mega Trouble in Megaland which is Mm -hmm. like one of the more Mega Man focused episodes because I needed to remind myself of what the deal with Captain N is And I've got us. we have so many thoughts before we talk about any of this fanfic. We just need to talk about Captain N some.
1: Yeah, I guess we do. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that relating it back to this for an author who's so interested in Mega Man and like especially in the later stories we read like Mega Man's, I know, pathos, Mm -hmm. proto man's pathos, like treating them as real characters and uh, Captain N has this teeny-tiny, like, two-foot-tall Mega Man with voices like this. <laughs> Neither of
0: those are the problem. The, like That's part of the it's problem, part of the problem. <laughs> it's part of the problem. Also, he's green. He's green. He's it green.
2: makes me so angry yeah. to look at him. Well, didn't you say that he looks nothing like Mega Man? Or something? Well, for, <sighs>
1: for
0: his attacks, but he's not... He's uh, baseline green. And he green. doesn't... And, in Captain yeah. N. And, like, I'm watching Captain and I'm like, okay, if I look at this objectively, this is not as bad as I remembered. But everything about it as a Nintendo fan... Ma- no, Okay, not everything. <laughs> almost everything about it as a Nintendo fan makes me angry. It makes me specifically angry. I'm like, okay, you choose Mother Brain as a villain and you choose to portray Mother Brain like this. I can almost accept that. I can even accept that Mother Brain lives in a space station called Metroid. But, mm-hmm. like... She's got her like Bebop and Rocksteady minions. And I'm like, you chose the Eggplant Wizard from Kid Icarus and King Hippo from Super Punch Out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you have King Hippo from Super Punch Out. So you're going to have like an episode where Little Mac shows up and boxes him, right? No, it's just (laughs) King Hippo from Punch Out. (laughs) Why? That's not what anyone was asking for as a Nintendo fan. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) and actually you know if you think of that's a really excellent point
1: because it is it's just the smash up of random shit but if you think about it like i guess that was the intention however there is like some intention attention paid to like the fact that the hero is this kid who's really good at nintendo games (laughs) and that's like where his powers come from the premise is terrible yeah no but like it's a it's a even better point because you would think that yeah like you'd have some reference to where these things were coming from. And you do with some characters, like when they go to Megaland and they go to Kid Icarus's world, I sure. guess Mount yeah, Whatever they Mount, call it. Mount, uh, some. Icarus. Uh Olympus? Mount Olympus. It's they
0: don't call it that, but yeah. Okay. But 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 it's like it's like what what would you be a fan of? What game could you have been a fan of? And you watch Captain N and you're happy with it? Like, I I like Simon Belmont in that just because I like that kind of character. But, like, if I was a fan of and going into it, I'd be like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's legit. Like, they basically do a disservice to every single character. And, like, let's talk about uh, Kid Icarus and his accent is, like, what even is it? New York? Boston? I don't know, but it's pretty but, annoying, Kiss. <laughs> exactly. Because he also adds on... Cuss to like the end of words, it cuss or something, maximum, or I don't even know what cool, cool, a cuss,
0: maximus, or something. I don't even, Roman name ender on what, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I mean, we're not even getting into the fact that the character's name's not Kid Icarus, but like that's a lot, yeah. They call him Kid Icarus
1: in the, yeah, in the thing, but god, I wish I could do, I wish I could remember a line of his because I want to do his accent. It's like. No, I'm not even going to try. I don't know. It's like a yeah, weird like Boston accent with adding ikus to every the end
0: of every it, other noun. I, like I'm not an objective viewer, but watching Captain N just is enraging.
2: This show sounds like when you ask your parents for something and they give you the weird off-brand version of it. <laughs> we have Nintendo at home, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: And look, I, I feel for the showrunners because I know that at the planning level, it was like look, you can play around with Nintendo games and, you know, all the most popular characters. Oh, but, but not not Mario. No Mario. Mm-hmm. You, you can't touch Mario. No Mario characters, no Mario enemies ever. Mm. And, like, at that point, as the showrunner, I'd yeah. be like, ugh. There was okay. kind of
1: Zelda either, right?
0: I think they managed to cross over Zelda once. But I know. I know but you start off, like, whole whole first season of, of Captain N, and it's like no mario no zelda have fun did, did they have kid icarus talk to zelda with a sword and shield
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> okay uh, look we we could go on because like the episode we watched like <laughs> there's things to say about like the character design of Elect. What, what was it Elec- man well you were complaining about cutsman. cuts man cuts man okay yeah. so for one thing they were calling him cutsman weren't they throughout that episode not cut man but Cutsman, like my neighbor, Cutsman. Joe Cutsman. Yeah. Who, like, is also a member of the JCC over here. Like, <laughs> her yeah. Very fan. Yeah. The,
2: the, they, they did that joke with Spider Man, also. Uh, oh, yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know okay. what? Whatever. Maybe that's what they were. Maybe that was the joke. God, I can't even tell. The whole show
0: is so ridiculous. You, you just. <laughs> Can't tell. It wasn't terrible for a like show Ooh. of its era. It wasn't good, <laughs> but like, uh, okay, so going back to the fanfic, <laughs> I am a little bit surprised, yes that anyone who's a fan of Mega Man was like, yes, I want to engage with Captain N. I do notice that there's no mention of him being green. I think he's just blue in this author's version of things.
2: is this did you bring up? Captain N because it's part of this fanfic continuity? It is part of this fanfic continuity. But the thing is,
0: we started reading the first story, which is heavily, heavily Captain N. It's basically a Captain N fanfic. Mm. I got about halfway through. Tori got not that far. And it became clear that like this was the kind of series where if we want to read something good, we should probably jump ahead to after the author has written like 20 fanfics mm. and they kind of are a stronger writer. And they were. Yeah. W- w- like we jumped ahead. We at anyway. We worked. correct. Yes. <laughs> but um, just
1: apparently this website's copyright started in 91. Mm-hmm. So I'm just imagining kind of like the cultural context. Do you know, How old was this author when they mm-hmm. started? You know, this is a really amazing, comprehensive website. Maybe it took them a long time to build it. Who knows? Uh, maybe they didn't even put that first fanfic on there. Maybe they'd written four fanfics before they even uploaded the site. Right. I don't even know. Who knows? My point is, is that they were coming from a time, if this really was published, first one was published in 91 or like they didn't have access to a lot of information from Nintendo or Nintendo media or like, you know, Canon stuff. It was all just those first, the first Mega Man game. Like there was only in 91. I don't know what the timeline there is. No. Gosh, I should have looked this up. And Captain N might've just been the only other way to get
0: any sort of information, even though. The information. I, yeah, it's kind of funny though. You look mm-hmm. at the FAQ and someone like well, asks them about the someone asks show. them about the Mega Man cartoon, which we remember yeah, from our childhood. Right, right. And they were like, "Oh yeah, I don't involve stuff from the Mega Man cartoon." And I was like, "Oh, you're doing Captain N, but you're not doing the Mega Man cartoon?" Okay. Yeah. Well, I, but but it might just be that by then they had their own thing going and they were no longer interested in like incorporating that kind of like you know outside material.
1: I would actually be quite curious to know, like, if the author was like an actual kid when they wrote that first one, too. You mm. know,
0: well, if so, like, who was? Watching it's pretty impressive because it yeah. is a lengthy story. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels very, very much like a two part Captain N episode because there's a part about halfway through where it's like, oh, okay, we have accomplished this thing. Now we're going to go do this other thing, but it's also. You know, it's not very well written. Like the the action, there's a part where like Mega Man gets like snatched away like four times in a row when they're trying to save him from a wily fortress. It's, you know, a little repetitive. So instead, we jumped ahead towards the end and we were like, which of these stories towards the end of this writing do we want to try to tackle? And we ended on the special day to live, partly because it was a special. So it sounded like it stood alone pretty well, partly because it focused on Proto Man or we'll, we'll get to it. And I like Proto I like Man. He's cool. He's, he's red and he's got a shield. And a, a scarf. That's like multiple things Mega Man does not have. Is, oh, is really it a true.
2: robotic scarf?
0: Um, maybe. I'm pretty <laughs>
2: sure it's
1: a fabric scarf. But it might have some like, a, I don't know, like poly
0: nanofibers or something.
2: Oh, it's got to be fabric so every time they do a time jump there's more holes in it, right? <laughs> yeah. He's also got a cool...
0: A cool whistle little theme song that happens whenever mm-hmm. he shows up like he teleports in and it's like oh no sorry first the music happens then he teleports in right yeah he goes do 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 he teleports in yep. that's great <laughs> nice. yeah the whistle like precedes him everywhere he goes so that's what we ended up reading for the purposes of this discussion mm. that story shall we actually get into the fanfic that we're theoretically discussing here
1: yeah i i mean i'm ready for it um as we already discussed, uh, this is about Proto Man, who is referred to as Break Man consistently in this. Now,
0: Amato, you had a, a reason for that, right? I remember when I was you know, looking for this comic and I found it on Recommended Things, I think someone mentioning on like TV Tropes or something, I think the deal is just that he finds the name Proto Man insulting uh, because it states quite directly that it's like, you're the Prototype that's inferior and not the final product or whatever, ah. and so I think in this continuity he goes by Breakman, which he which is it's an alias he temporarily uses in the games.
1: Right. So we'll yeah we'll refer to
0: him as Breakman as yeah. this goes on as the author does. This special day to live, I believe, follows out of Mega Man Two: The Power Fighters, where at the end of um, I was told I never played it. At the end of Proto-Man's ending, it's revealed that he has some sort of like energy dealy going on that long term is going to destroy him or potentially destroy him or whatever.
1: Right. And like, I didn't realize that I thought it was just kind of like paralleling the the plot of Mega Man 3 where he has um, yeah an energy problem. But this is more of a systems problem. It's like slightly different. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff is the same. Like he doesn't want Dr. Light to work on him. At this point, though, instead of like in Mega Man 3, he does basically um, respect Dr. Light. Like, he goes to see him. He just doesn't trust that um, whatever Dr. Light does won't harm his independence individuality, which is one of the core features of Breakman's character, is that he's a more independent robot in some ways.
0: Yeah, let's talk about uh, Breakman's character here. And you're right, that's one of the core conflicts you're keying in on there. In terms of characterization, Breakman is kind of like a macho house cat. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? He's...
1: <laughs> yeah. No, because he like leaves and does his own thing that he shows back up when he needs to. Right. And yeah. he's
0: also just like, like, I'm tough and I can take care of myself. Isn't
2: that just house cat? What's the macho part? <laughs> um, that he's kind of
0: macho. Yeah, not... Out, out st- <laughs> stoicism and not wanting to show any vulnerability, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just a cat, okay,
2: I don't know. <laughs> okay, so
0: Break man is a cat is what I'm saying
2: i'm in I'm listening, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this, as opposed to you know Mega Man who's more of just like a idealistic do gooder type, and I'm sure other stories in this delve more deeply into mega man's um characterization, uh-huh. but. But that's kind of like their deal. And Breakman does care about his family, his family being Mega Man and Roll, who are in some sense siblings as robots go. I I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know the relationship between their systems, but at the very least they're kind of like, you know.
1: Well, Mega Man at the very least considers, yeah, Roll his sister Mm -hmm. and Breakman his brother. And I think Breakman also refers to Mega Man as a Brother, at yeah. some point. Yeah. But like, it's much more, uh, yeah, like a lot of this is Mega Man's worry about Break Man. um Do they have the same adoptive parents? Well, they don't have, pa- they have creator Dr. Light. Right. Right.
0: But Dr. Light also made, for example, all of the robot masters from Mega Man 1, who then got like reprogrammed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think they're like, Fireman is my brother.
1: Not in this, no. Mm.
0: I think that you know that does happen a little bit more so in the Archie comics. It's like
2: they're they're kind of more of a family. Like, could you just adopt somebody as a sibling? Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. So, like, and
1: this is very clear in um this world because I read a little bit of book sixteen and it mm-hmm. had to do a lot with uh, robot rights and robot sentience. Yeah, that's the other
0: one that looked really interesting. Mm. hmm.
1: And so that's the premise of that one. But they make it very clear in that, that like the world doesn't necessarily see these robots as sentient beings. Dr. Light does. Mm-hmm. um, And they do see themselves <laughs> that way. But that's kind of, they created their own family construction out of their knowledge of, you know, this is my creator. This is my family. These are the people I live with and treating themselves as, yeah, I, I'm a robot. Sure. But
0: I'm also just like a,
1: you know, teenage boy or whatever.
0: Right, and so with this story, uh, there's a brief prologue where basically, like, Mega Man sees Proto Man on his way out, and Doctor Light tells him something's wrong with Proto Man, but I don't know what because he won't let me look at him. Mm-hmm. And then that leads straight to Chapter One, which is a very fraught and kind of emotional conversation between Mega Man and Proto Man, where they kind of lay out their feelings on the situation. Where sorry, Break Man, Break Man, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to slip a few times just talking about this, right? That's fair. This
1: is like the only continuity, like the only, I mean, I haven't read a ton of fanfic, but this is like the only
0: time I've heard someone be like, yeah, he totally goes by Breakman. Right. And it's like you were saying, Della, Breakman knows full well there's something wrong with his systems. And it's kind of a chronic long-term thing that's occasionally making him weak and probably eventually is going to kill him. But like he can still, for the most part, operate normally-ish right now. And so Mega Man goes to him and he's like, why won't you let Dr. Light take a look at you and try to fix you? And but Break Man has had an experience before where someone operating on him programmed him, reprogrammed him. And that being Dr. Wily, right? Yes. For evil. Yes. And also,
1: um, yeah, there's there's another thing where like Mega Man's protesting, but you've let Dr. Light work on you before and like Mega Man's very concerned about mm-hmm. you know Break Man's health and if he's gonna die um and Break Man it's like against my will Break Man exploded I was unconscious at the time I didn't have any say in the matter mm-hmm. um Mega Man took a step back stunned you mean you would have rathered we just let you die then Break sighed. look what's in the past is past I can't change it his voice hardened but I can prevent it from happening in the future um, and so there's this thing where like, he just really doesn't want anyone to take away his, his will or his, you know, yeah, even and this a is little. following, um, yeah, this is following directly from Mega Man 3 where like he had to get repaired or he would have died. Um, and Dr. Light did that, but he still harbors this resentment over it being against his will. And I
0: like this later part of that conversation where Mega Man says, Dr. Light wouldn't do that, wouldn't like reprogram him. And Brickman says, Oh, I know he has good intentions, don't get me wrong. I never really cared much in the past, but after that stunt Dr. Wily pulled... That was Wily, not Dr. Light, Mega Man interposed heatedly. It opened my eyes, don't you see? Brickman broke off with a sigh and calmed his tone. I know Dr. Light wants to help, but what if he decides it's a problem with my operating system? What if he has to change some code in order to fix it? Mega Man started to refute that, but he knew he couldn't because it was true. The whole point was that Doctor Light would make changes to reverse the deadly situation that was currently plaguing Breakman's system. Would he need to touch Breakman's programming to uh, to do so? Mega Man liked to think not, but had no way of knowing. That I kind of
2: yeah. I like kind my of favorite like line. That. Yeah, I
0: like that as like Mega Man acknowledges that that Doctor Light, coming from Doctor Light's perspective, he's just gonna be like, if I can save his life, I will. Even if that impinges, and he's not going to like totally reprogram him, but sure, I buy that Dr. Light would do something that he knows is going to impact Proto Man's mind a little bit if it's Uh the difference between Proto Man living and dying. Uh, Sorry, Break Man. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. (laughs) And that's where like Mega, even Mega Man can't refute that. And Mega Man trusts
0: Dr. Light completely. But And, you know, probably Dr. Light should be able to say like, I will abide by your wishes but maybe he won't. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not who Dr. Light is. Well, because, yeah, he like Dr. Light's morality
1: might just right. be a At save odds. a life, you know, like he doesn't he wouldn't just let
0: his, you know, his son, I guess, you know, die. And speaking of these differences in values, the other thing I like about this conversation is that part of why it's so fraught is that Mega Man cares really, really heavily about Break continuing to live. Mm-hmm. And Break doesn't care that much. Like he wants to live, but he's like, look, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna die at some point, and my priority is that I live and die as myself. Yes. That's what is his top concern. Well, and I mean one could
1: argue that this is, you know, it's kind of it's you know, abstracted and it's not Right, right. Like we haven't dived into a deep philosophy, but it could no. be this philosophy. There's a loose talk about this philosophy of identity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not going to be yourself, you're basically dead anyway. Like, that's a part of how I see it. Um, and so there's kind of this existentialist argument going on between these two, even though it's, it's one conversation, it's sort of abstracted. It's actually quite interesting. The author seems to have a good bead on, <laughs> you know, what is self and what is death.
2: It kind of, yeah. You know, I, I don't know anything. I'm just going off this conversation. The idea kind of reminds me of why I kind of resisted um, therapy for a long time Mm -hmm. and also like um, uh, antidepressants and stuff, because I was kind of too scared that it would change my identity too much, that I wouldn't be me, even if I wasn't in a good place. Mm -hmm. That that seems kind of like um, self-destructive behavior or low self-esteem behavior. It seems like what Breakman might be affected with. Yeah. I think there's
0: mm-hmm. an element of self destruction there, and he has some self hatred later on, like um, as well that we'll we can talk about. But yeah, it, it's all relatable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I I really like it because I really like this part of the fanfic because you have Breakman and Mega Man and Doctor Light. Though Mega Man and Doctor Light are in a very similar place, even so, all three of them have a different vantage point, and they're all relatable or understandable, even if you might agree with one of them more than another one. And that's like good character writing, good character conflict, you know, much more so than like, maybe if you communicated, you could fix this problem. It's like mm. This is this is them communicating. Yeah. But that doesn't fix the problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, by my, uh, my pet peeve of the trope where it's like, why didn't they just talk to each other? First thing that happens here is they just talk to each other. Exactly. It's great. And it's great. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, kind of going off what Della was saying, um, I think that's a good lens to look Edit through because these characters are humans, like right. They are humans, like yeah, they're robots, but also they have a uniqueness, um, in the sense that like someone can just go in. And completely understand how their brain works because they created them and changed their brain, Mm -hmm. which is not not something we're exactly how, yeah, humans work. So you have this tension of, yes, it's the author's good job of making it relatable from that stance, but also making it clear that this is a somewhat different situation, like as if someone could literally reprogram your brain to their will.
2: Because there's lots of stuff about humans we still don't know that they mm-hmm. wouldn't theoretically know with robots.
1: Though I guess hypothetically, um, if you can create a robot that's sentient, you know everything about the human brain, right? I don't, I don't know. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if, well, that's if you that created works.
2: a human, if you created a human brain, then you know everything about human yeah. brain. If you create a One sentient robot, you know everything about sentient robot <laughs> brains. Right. It's kind of weird to you know, equate them as the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of the interest of this first part. And now after this first part, other stuff happens, but this is kind of the through line is Right. Breakman's oh, again, Breakman somehow this has always bothered me a little bit. Like Breakman's supposed to be like more independent or more individual than like Mega Man or Roll or any Mm -hmm. a lot of the other ones. But it's like I don't know if I really buy that. Like I think
0: they're all pretty individual. Well, I, I don't think individual is the right word. He's more independent, right? Independent, he's I guess. More yeah. of a house cat. Oh, uh. uh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, He's more of a stray
1: Macho cat. cat model. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. Yeah. Everybody else is like
0: dogs. and yeah, that's He's right. the cat. Yeah. Though uh, in, for about one game, Mega Man did have a robot cat companion in addition to Rush. Mm. I think his name was Tango. I love that. Tango? Tango's a good cat name.
2: No, like if the dog is Rush, then shouldn't the uh, the cat also be like a progressive rock band or something? Or
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> the names are so messed up in that series, especially in English. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. they can't quite find a theme. It's like even even rock man and roll. It's like okay, so you're rock man mm-hmm. and yeah. you're
2: roll. roll man, rock and roll. <laughs> shouldn't you be yeah. rock and roll? No, I, okay. No, it should be like Rush and like. Yellow the cat or something I don't know. Yellow
1: the cat, <laughs> yes. I am. If I ever get a cat that my dog won't decide to
0: eat, I will name her Yellow. It's a good cat name too. Love right? it. I, I, I ironically love it. <laughs> so, by the way, I'm going to take a moment to complain about one aspect of the writing. Now we jumped ahead, probably like a decade worth of writing, right? And the writing is much stronger in this story than it was in like the first Captain N1 that we started to try to read. But
2: I feel like... You, you said a decade. So there was a decade between writing the first story and this one? I
0: don't know. Something like that. Okay. Yeah.
2: Quite possibly,
0: yeah. Because they started in 91. Um, and this was like 94 or something. I don't know.
2: So a year or years. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a picture of a dog with a spring. <laughs> oh, that's Russian springboard mode. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Rush Coil.
1: Yeah. It looks like a playground toy. <laughs> That's exactly right. My favorite part about the like the stock image of Russian springboard mode is that determined look on his face. <laughs> like I will be the the best springboard possible for you.
0: I'm ready. Jump on me. Yeah, just sort of ride me the energy. <laughs> um, anyway. What I was going to say is that there's one aspect of the writing that I don't feel like improved much between the two stories I tried to read, and that's the setting description. I feel like the setting description is very weak, and it's probably just because that's not what the author was interested in. But I'm looking here at chapter two. Brakeman wandered the city streets unobtrusively. It describes what he was wearing, and it mentions the sun is shining. At some point, it mentions a sidewalk. That's about it mm. there's like people passing by on the sidewalk but like you know it's a future city you'd think that like there could be a little bit describing what's going on this is you know after after a book where like robots rights laws were relevant i don't know maybe you mentioned something it's just it's not just that it's like when they're in a wily fortress it's also kind of like the vibe is like look you the reader know what a wily fortress looks like right you know there's a lot of kind of that so like, you know what a city looks like i don't even describe it but but it just kind of means that I only have the very vaguest sketch of where anything is. Mm. At one point, like, it's not even clear to me, like, Breakman sneaks up on base, and I don't have any idea how that happened or where he was or anything like like that either. That
1: was part of my complaint as well, like, just... It- even though when they get into the fight scenes, mm-hmm. they're so well described and you can tell what they're pulling from the game. The actions you know, are well like, described. Yeah. The actions are great. But like I had to walk myself back a
0: couple of times to to visualize uh, where everyone was placed. Yeah. They, they tend, in my mind, things tend to be happening against more or less a white screen in the background when I'm reading this mm-hmm. story. And I just wanted to note that. I'm not trying to like really dig the author too heavily for it, but just something that I noticed when I was reading.
1: Though to be fair, when we're talking about chapter two, there is a really good part about like base. So base shows up, but he's slipping stealthily through the heavy foliage of the tree garden someone has so thoughtfully planted right where
0: he wanted to go. Okay, so there's a tree garden. He's I know. trailing Mega Man. Where's Mega Man in this? Mega Man's what, walking alongside the tree garden? I don't get it. You're right. I mean, we don't get a, a, that's, to be fair, that's
1: after breaks, a page break. So that's like maybe just the, you're right. We don't get a
0: good positioning. Then he slips behind the scaffolding of a half-constructed building. I, I just mean like that kind of thing is about as much as we ever get. Behind the scaffolding mm-hmm. of a half-constructed building. Done. That's all. But, but, but speaking but like, of which... It's enough to imagine like
1: there's a tree garden and there's scaffolding like... It's it's almost as as much as you
0: get in the Mega Man game, like as if you were playing (laughs) a side scroller, right? Right. Uh, There's some of that. I guess it's just like the author provides enough for the blocking of the movements and the blocking is good. Mm. But it's like I never felt like any scene was very vivid in my mind. But let's move on to base because base shows up. Right. And this is base who is part of the series from Mega Man 7, one of the ones I played a lot of.
2: What what kind of macho animal is base? Base is... I mean... Base is a, is is a humanoid, asshole. but has a... Oh, yeah.
1: Like, what metaphorically? My point was that Base has a a companion, Treble, who is a wolf. Right. A oh. robot wolf. So... And Treble they fuse cool. together sometimes. Yeah. Treble's to be a, cool. Like, like Treble, Treble... looks really cool, actually. Yeah, like, if I was going to be anyone in that universe, either, you know, Treble or... <laughs> I already said that. I said that on in our intro. <laughs> I'm losing track. There's so much Gargoyle.
0: Yeah, Bass is kind of purple-orange. He, he's got a cool character design and he's like he's like the the robot who was made to beat Mega Man. And so his only interest is beating Mega Man.
2: I imagine in a Shonen type video game as this, there's lots of robots that were designed to beat Mega Man.
0: Yeah, but but like <laughs> they don't ex- take it as part of their identity the way Bass does. Bass is a Shonen uh the Shonen rival villain. Okay. Like <laughs> it, there's games where you play him because For one reason or another, he's annoyed at Wily for not helping him beat Mega Man or like, I don't know, something's higher priority because he needs to do this and then beat Mega Man. It's like all his plans are like, you know, step A, step B, step C, beat Mega Man. (laughs) Profit. Mm. (laughs) No, that is the profit part.
1: (laughs) Still trying to figure out what animal that would
0: be. (laughs) Like maybe a wild cat, (laughs) feral cat. So this whole thing happens where Bass is going to ambush Mega Man. He's like, hey, I'm going to ambush Mega Man so hard. And, and, <laughs> nice. That's what he does for
1: fun. I love how your bass voice is higher pitched than your normal. <laughs> like, you feel like it should be a bass, but it's not.
0: I, I am a bass, though. So all anything, anything I say yeah. is bass.
2: But anything Amado does is, yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. And sometimes trouble. Be... <laughs> with a capital T he was right <laughs> kind of oh, so uh
0: you know break man who's just been wandering around like a cat notices his base trying to ambush mega man and he ambushes base and they have a fight and like two cats out in the <laughs> wild right particle man wins <laughs> um but no no actually what happens at the end of this fight is that like break man weakens and base notices like uh hey, wait, something's something's actually wrong with you, huh? What, what's going on? And Breakman's like, I'll never talk about it, and base is like, Wh- whatever, I'm just gonna kidnap you and use you as bait to get Mega Man to come fight me. <laughs> yeah, so like, unlike
1: <laughs> the flaw in his energy systems, this like appears like, that was in Mega Man 3, this appears like a
0: physical virus
1: that's just like slowly making him like. Well, it beat. is
0: a flaw in his energy. It's just that it is... It's a like flaw in his systems. They don't specify. Well, they specify later on. It's, like, it's an energy imbalance. But yeah. like, what it means is that, like, his his systems are really fluctuating in how operational he is. And sometimes he feels fine, and sometimes he feels not fine. Got it.
1: So they gotta get him on those mood stable. I mean, energy stabilizers.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. And, um... Anyway, Bass is solidly written. And, like, I mean, not not that Bass is the most complicated psychological character in the Mega Man series, but, like, um... I, I enjoyed him, more or less. I like that, like, he doesn't even... You know he's not even that into fighting, for the sake of fighting, just fighting for the sake of beating Mega Man. Wait, and so is is
2: Treble a person also?
0: Treble's the wolf robot thing.
2: No, I understand a wolf robot, but like they're robots. uh, Yeah. Yes.
0: Be people. They're people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, like Rush appears to be a dog, like like they programmed a dog brain into a robot dog.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Rush is a dog. Trebles a wolf. Right. Like just like any other person might be. Yeah. <laughs> um the the only oddity is that yes, apparently uh Base
0: and Trouble can combine their forms. Well, which... so can Mega Man and Rush in some games. Right. But in this continuity it appears that they stole the super adapter system from Mega Man. Mm. And so now they can do it and he can't.
2: Oh. No, I'm just having like I miss that. Having like the gargoyle's dog problem all over again. <laughs>
0: what, wait, was Dr. Light was just like this robot I'm gonna make? Is going to be a dog. <laughs> it's
2: like, wait, is Bronx also one of the gargoyles? The, the, but they can't talk also? It's just four legs and barks? And Yeah, I really don't want to think about so it. What's the difference? Well, no, I mean, it's just how...
1: Um, it's very, But that's very similar to how like mammals are. You know, you got dogs, you got humans. We're all mammals. So robots like, are
2: a, a categorical group. Fam- well, well, what's the word? Genus? <laughs> I mean, maybe.
0: I don't know, but in the future, it's going to become very trendy to make all of your robots based on an animal. Mm-hmm. That's in the Mega Man X series.
2: I buy that. <laughs> but,
1: like, as we were saying, if you can program, an, if you know how to program a brain, it's just as easy to program a human brain as it... Well, if you know how to program all brains, you can program a dog brain or you can program a human brain. And, like, why pick one over the other? Yeah, I, I need There's some sort of arbitrary no reason. reason. <laughs> like, they <they're laughs>
2: require more. Uh, electricity or something. <laughs> so that that, that the why the processes are different.
0: Anyway, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe this author provided a reason. I don't know.
2: Or, or like otherwise, he just like pop out Mega Man's brain, pop it into the the robot, <laughs> the, the the dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like what? But well, like why not? Why are the robots like humanoid or to begin with? Like, yeah, yeah. they could be completely not looking like anything we're familiar with. It's because humans design them to be things that they're familiar Wait,
2: with. There's like only the
0: important robots. There's plenty of other robots that are not humanoid. I was going to ask. There's like there's well, like Fries and Bad Guy yeah. robots, right? That are yeah. just like mm-hmm. little things that hop oh, A lot the of them mess. are just little things. Yeah. yeah, you can have like, this robot is a spring. Yeah. This robot is a bird. This robot is, I don't know. Isn't there one that's like a hard hat or something? Yeah. That's the, like, yeah. the main that's like the mascot, that's like the Goomba of the series. Right. They're either called hard hats or mets. Met, <laughs> met somethings. Yeah. And they're not sentient. Um, I think they've got less developed brains. Like, I mean le- le- less powerful robot brains.
1: Mm-hmm. I would assume that that's kind of the intention in, in design here, because humans to design these things that like if they were yeah. providing more sentience, they would be more
2: Humanoid. No, um, I was just worried it was like cannonoid. a, was like a yeah. Star Wars droid situation, you know? <laughs> it's not not that. <laughs> but it's Where they, they just completely disregard robot sentience altogether. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do. Yeah. I think Mega Man does blow
0: up a lot of other robots, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. So the thing is, from this point in the story, it kind of hits the beats you might expect. Where, you know, Base contacts the lab and he's like, I have your brother. If you want him, you've got to come into this obvious trap. And then Dr. Light and Roll are like, it's an obvious trap. And Mega Man is like, but I have to go anyway. And he goes anyway.
1: Yeah, I I, I do have to say I like the scene where um, Trouble shows up to like provide their ransom note. Oh, right. <laughs> he just like teleports in and they're like, what? Because no one's like, like Trouble, what are you doing here is kind of how Mega Man and Dr. Light are. And I think Roll's there. And then he just like pops open a little compartment and shows a hologram. It's like the ransom note. The like teleports back away before anyone can get to him. No one has a beef
0: with Treble. Treble's
1: exactly. not a shoot on sight situation, right? Everyone's like, you're you're just a you're just a robo dog, robo wolf. Like,
0: few <laughs> <laughs> more generations of robo wolf and you'll be domesticated oh, yeah, into
2: they, a robo dog.
1: Oh my god! No, they even said it that it was... <laughs> Hold up, there's a good wine. About how they like literally don't have any beef with Treble in particular, which is just really kind of hilarious. <laughs> Mega Man glared daggers at the robotic animal, even though Treble was just playing Messenger and really didn't have anything to do with it.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: you're looking for a treble focused story here, aren't you? I I really like Treble. Russian I wish... Russian Treble. Yeah. Like
1: up. I like it, it um it's just a small line where Megaman like completely acknowledges that Treble doesn't have anything to do with this shit. And it makes me go like, Treble is just like misguided or like enslaved or like just like a, a following the will of their humanoid counterpart. So like Treble could just like go
0: off and like become a good dog. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, I like to think it goes both ways. I like yeah. to think that like, Base would like blow an enormous like you know blow off Mega Man's head with a you know plasma bolt and like celebrate mm-hmm. and Rush would be next to Mega Man v- being very very angry and you know I imagine Base would be like oh oh sorry pal like d- didn't mean to make you the dog sad that's just an unfortunate you know byproduct sorry. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah because they're literally treated like <laughs> non-human animals by the humanoid robots right but anyway anyway yeah I also just yeah I really want Treble to
0: me and join the good side you're right <laughs> so um i was gonna say that goes exactly as you'd expect and a fair amount of the story does but i feel like there's really good moments in it for example you know base dragged back Breakman to wiley's current hideout fortress to be bait and we have a scene with wiley and wiley i feel like is well written like he's he's good villain writing mm-hmm. and again it's not like wiley's a hard character to write, but I'm not sure I would do it quite as well as this, where, like, Breakman's all like, ma ma nah, nah. like, like, just wait till I get out, out of here. You can't do this. And while he's just kind of ignoring him and he's, like, examining him, he's like, what's going on with this? Like, you've raised my scientific curiosity. Something's going on with your system. And it's just, like, the casual way he violates Breakman's boundaries mm-hmm. and, like, is just so interested in people in this case, yeah. robot people, as objects, it's like the, it, it sells Wiley's brand of villainy very well. And I mean, he gets like the even more distressing line towards the end of there where Breakman says, if I wouldn't let Dr. Light work on me, Breakman growled, I sure as heck ain't gonna let mm-hmm. you. Dr. Wiley leaned over until his nose was inches from the captive's face, much too close for Breakman's comfort, and smiled sinisterly. His next words ch- chilled Breakman to his very core. It wouldn't be any fun if you let me. Oh like,
1: uh, yeah!
2: That's- Fuck that! No, <laughs> oh,
1: God! It's, it's really, it's actually really horrifying. And actually, like preceding that by like one line is, uh, "Stay away from me, Wiley." Breakman threatened, kicking a foot toward the scientist who merely sidestepped it. Why? Doctor Wiley asked casually, nonchalantly, fingering some tools. This might prove rather interesting. Yeah, so uh, you're just
0: like, ugh. And, uh, uh, and it, uh, it, yeah, no, it's really fucking creepy. And and, uh. and that's good because I feel like you might fall into the trap with someone like Wiley, who in the Mega Man series, it's like, I have a plan. You beat me, now I grovel. And like that happens over and over again of just being like, oh, that goofy take over the world guy. Mm-hmm. But this author's like keyed in on, no, this guy's a horrible frigging villain person he's awful yeah. and like that's good because like you don't want your villains to lose their teeth and like he has not in this story it's really serious
1: like in a way that like um i mean even though i think the game's maybe not the early 90s tv show but the game's <laughs> have some not a ton of plot but like you can you can infer the seriousness there mm-hmm. um but this is like just really putting it into words and you know It puts you so strongly into Breakman's position in the Mm -hmm. situation and like how terrifying that is. And how, and
0: yeah, like it it kind of, you read that part early on and he's like, Wiley got at me and he reprogrammed me and I'm traumatized by that. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay. But then you have a scene like this later on, you're like, oh yeah, now I understand a little bit more viscerally how traumatic that would have been for Breakman.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm almost glad they didn't go into this
0: much more. Oh, yeah, no, it's 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 very good they didn't go into it any more than they did. Yeah. Like, that's as, that's as far as it goes in terms of, even like, just, distressing you, the reader.
1: Yeah, like, even just thinking about, like, when he, like, earlier implications of, like, they could have literally stripped away my identity and my mm-hmm. autonomy and, like, turned me into a tool. Like, that enough is horrifying. And so, like, just this little bit um, reinforcing that is... And, and like that little part where he kicks at him, but he can't reach him because he's strapped mm-hmm. down. He's already weakened. Like that weak position, mm-hmm. like, oh my God. It's, it's an incredibly effective, like, I don't know, what, six
2: lines? It's part of a chapter. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, I, know, I need, I need like, a shower, a weighted blanket, and some hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I, I need from know- that. Like, yeah. You know, I'm flashing
0: back to the the song "The Hedgehog" fanfic we read, where the author did something similar. Though I feel like even that was a little bit less distressing with Robotnik, where it's like just hammering home with Robotnik's lines, like, "No, he's an evil piece of shit." But moving on, we do have again the progression of this story the way it needs to go. Right? Mm-hmm. Wiley gets to k- take a look at Breakman, and he's like, "Oh, this is really interesting." And Base is like, I'm going to go fight Mega Man, who's coming to save break man And is like, yeah, great, destroy him. But he doesn't really expect Base to destroy him. And it's like, if he doesn't, I'll have a trap waiting.
1: Right. Well, and this is where Mega Man gets to kind of show up and get really emotional about yeah. shit. You know, like, it's like, he, there's a fight. Uh, I don't know, am I jumping too far? No, 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 or...
0: we're not. We
1: should fight between... Progress. Base and Mega Man, Mega Man fires at him like a, like a thing gone wild. You know, he's just panicked over Break Man's and uh, safety.
0: This isn't one of those stories where it's like, oh, uh, Mega Man needs to keep his cool. This is mm-hmm. one of those stories where, like, the passion of his motivation is letting him beat Base handily. Right. And that's a uh, moment of, like, character thing for Base, who... It's just like, my weapon systems are better. I should beat him because I'm a better combat robot.
1: Yeah. Like, there's some humor, like, base going, like, I was hoping you wouldn't land yourself onto spikes or something on your way here. Of <laughs> course, it was always a possibility. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, game reference. And then Mega Man respond, like, by chuckling Riley, but without humor, in your dreams, where's Breakman, you know... uh, And then Mega Man, too impatient to hold his fire any longer, released his fully powered shot perfectly aimed at base. And there's dodging and there's blah, 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 blah. But um, yeah, it's like Mega Man's fury, but with moments of
0: humor. Mm -hmm. And yeah, base is put on the back foot. He says Mega Man was too powerful. No, he was fighting too well. Too late, base realized his mistake. Mega Man was a good warrior any day of the week, but when driven by concern for someone he cared about, his fury multiplied his abilities by the hundredfold. How many abilities does he have? He just jumps and shoots, right? Ah, uh, no, he also slides um oh, in most games, <laughs> but not all games sliding the the most tactical ability, like a panda. He eats, shoots, and slides, actually he doesn't eat, so forget it. <laughs> I
2: cannot <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, am I.
0: <laughs> um. So you know that that goes as you would expect. He beats space. He moves forward. Doctor Wily is like, yeah, I kind of expected that to happen, and he gets far out of harm's way. But then when Mega Man shows up to save Break Man, um, he goes up to free Break Man from his constraints, and then there's an energy feedback, and you know, then they try to fight their. But he still frees Break Man. They try to fight their way out, and there's some there's some techno babble. That, you know, I don't really want to look up the details of. But basically, Mm -hmm. Wily set it up so that the energy imbalance thing going on in Breakman would infect Mega Man Mm -hmm. also when Mega Man got too close. Yeah. Yep. So now they're both sick with this, like, weakening virus, whatever it is. But because of the circumstances affecting Mega Man way faster than Breakman. But Breakman's, like, already incapacitated. He can't do anything. So it's just a matter of whether Mega Man you know, is going to hang on long enough to get them out of there. Yeah. Because now is, he's got to carry Breakman on his back because Breakman's like way too weak. Well, what a fictional property rules is this like? Like you can teleport outside the fortress, mm-hmm. but you can't and then you can walk in and walk out, but you can't teleport in or out of the fortress. I feel like I've run into that kind mm-hmm. of thing, like in other. That's a good
1: point, because didn't he teleport in? No, he teleported to the front and he fought. Oh, OK. Like you do. Like a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. OK. Legit. I guess just video game rules, really. Like,
2: yeah, that's
1: Star Trek Next Gen rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, maybe it's like you could imagine a situation in which it's protected somehow from teleportation because it's Doctor Wiley's fortress. Like, he's smart, sure. He doesn't want you know his enemies teleporting into his fortress. He put up some sort of force field, yeah. but they can walk in the front door. Meh. shoot in the front door.
2: But if you yeah. let your enemies teleport, then you win because your enemy has to be destroyed in order to be recreated at a separate spot. So you destroy your <laughs> enemy every time they teleport in. Does this... it matter that they're robots? That's a question, huh? <laughs> Probably not. Mm. Yeah, this
1: fanfic doesn't go that far as to like make it strict video game rules, but they do imply some right. rules. And it's enough. I think it's enough because like it's that combination of like what a lot of like modern superhero movies are doing, like a little bit of humor and <laughs> referential stuff with yeah. some drama. N-
2: Not the old media while doing their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: And it's also just, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like what I'm reading here fits in with what I understand of the Mega Man universe from having played some Mega Man games. And so mm-hmm. that's cool.
2: Um, yeah, the more I think about the concept of a robot falling in spikes and exploding doesn't really track. I know. (laughs) I
0: think when he's low on energy, he explodes. But he explodes into, like, energy that can then be reformed. I don't know.
1: Okay. But, like, this is why I think the jokes in this fanfic work. Like is that tongue-in-cheek thing about the spikes was just like, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was right. clearly a joke. yeah. And you don't have to question it anymore because you know that it's kind of game logic nonsense. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a total MCU-style joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't actually have the spikes. It's just a reference to that somebody thinks. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, like, make it part of the world. don't have guess. to make it sense. Yeah. You have to
2: make it make sense, but you can still lampshade it. <laughs> Indian. Yeah.
0: So what's happening in the story now is they're fighting their way out. Mega Man's trying to drag Proto Man out. And, you know, it's another of those scenes where what where they are is fairly unclear at any given time. But the general dynamic is the important thing. Indeed. It's the relationship that's
1: happening, like especially not that they're having too much dialogue with one another, but like how they're thinking about one another, right. especially how Breakman is thinking about Mega Man as Mega Man is carrying him out of this yeah. fortress and saving his life.
0: And Man is already inclined to be self-sacrificial, to be like, look, leave me here so that you can save yourself. But then he's got an extra, you know, ice cream scoop of self-hatred when he realizes that Mega Man has been infected with the energy virus or energy <laughs> imbalance, whatever, that he had. And then he's just like, this is all my fault, not only you being here in the first place, but also the fact that you're infected and likely going to die of this thing.
2: So you need to get back to Dr. Light ASAP. I, I know what you said was supposed to sound distressing, but ice cream scoop, if anything, sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure most of your
0: self-hatred hasn't been quite that delicious.
2: It has involved a lot of ice cream scoops, though.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, there is some sort of mental association. If you're scooping it with an ice cream scoop, it must be ice cream, right?
2: Or uh, mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you scoop your
1: mashed potatoes with an ice cream
2: scoop? When I worked at Old Spaghetti Factory, I used to make a whole bunch of meatballs using the ice cream scoop to keep the sizes regular. Yeah, makes sense. That's fascinating. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) My God. Still delicious,
0: though. So. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But then, you know, speaking broadly, I forget what scene this is in, but one of the things I like about this fanfic is that they draw the parallel, or Breakman draws the parallel, of like, you're just as stubborn as I am. The -hmm. parallel of Mega Man being completely unwilling to abandon Breakman, being drawn as a parallel in personality with Brakeman being like so rigid about how he wants to treat his like you know illness as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and and there's a really um poignant part where like breakman's thinking about he realizes he's infected Mega Man mm-hmm. somehow and he's like i'm a bioweapon breakman rela- realized grimly um, Something about world was spinning, body was numb He began to slip away in hopeless despair Nothing but a weapon to be used against my very own brother Oh, wow uh, I know <laughs> And then um, Mega Man's talking to him the whole time And it's like Mega Man's dialogue trailed off eventually When he noticed that his brother wasn't listening For once though, he did not read the expression of pure horror on Break Man's face He just assumed the red robot was unconscious again Oh, well, he finished cheerfully, resuming his trek. It's not really all that major, just an annoyance, really. I'll survive. But Breakman didn't hear him. Mm -hmm. So there's this contrast, right, between the dispositions and attitudes of the two in the moment.
2: Is the relationship between Breakman and Mega Man this intense in the video games?
0: (laughs) Well, the the video games have very little um, dialogue or relationship stuff. But I feel like Proto-Man is a character who they try to keep intense by having relatively little of him, because, you know?
2: Y'all have been talking. It, at some point, I just want to go, like, this is a fan fiction, right? When do they make out? <laughs> They're brothers. I know. Unfortunately, that doesn't stop a lot of people in fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Actually.
0: How about their robots? Does that stop anyone?
2: That does not stop <laughs> No, nor should it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been on... Tumblr, there's a whole lot of supernatural stuff. It does not stop stop people. Well,
0: supernatural is yeah. that's that's quite a fandom. Yes,
2: I mean, you know,
1: and if we're talking fanfic, then uh, <laughs> talking fanfic has a lot of Liam and Noel Gallagher <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> pick it up.
0: Um, so yeah, they they have again the conversation of like, leave me. You're infected. You know, Mega Man's like, I'm not going to fail you, and then. The the way this concludes, I, I actually think it's really clever, actually, because this was this plan of infect Mega Man with this energy virus was an off-the-cuff plan by Wily, right? He was just like, you know, he had the opportunity. He was like, okay, let's do this. That's a good plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. But the, to get out of the fortress because they're not going to be able to survive it normally, Mega Man's like, hey, wait a minute. And he like pries open some of the wall to expose some of like the energy wires that run through this entire fortress. <laughs> and he infects the fortress with the energy imbalance. Fair enough. And like, they're not sure what'll happen, but like, you know, he was like, maybe, maybe the shields will go down, and we can teleport out. And, you know, <laughs> ev- even more so, like, he does that. And then, like, a moment mm-hmm. later, they hear enormous explosions deeper in. It. And Megan's <laughs> like, uh, did I just do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because we don't even know where this virus originated from, um, or how it's spreading, right. I think.
0: Like, uh, Man, I, I just thought that was actually a pretty clever way of resolving, like, I mean, in this story of, like, concluding the action
1: scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's great, too, because this is the point where Mega Man gets to take Break Man's shield and surf on it. Oh, yeah, even better. Yeah. The place is gonna blow, he gasped, finding new strength in the emergency. He scooped up his brother with one hand and tossed him over his shoulder, grabbing his shield with his free hand as he began running down the hallway. At the end of the corridor was a window. Mega Man kicked it open, then paused on the pane to glance down. It was a bit of a drop, but there were understructures below them besides. For a moment, he hesitated. Then the decision was made for him as a huge fireball explosion caught him from behind and <laughs> hurled him through the window, blowing out the entire wall. Mega Man regained hold on his charges just in time, tightening his grip on his brother and twisting them around and placing the long red and white shield between them in the explosion. The force of the blast buffeted the shield for the, and, and them. It was like riding the waves of a snow slide or an angry sea. Uh, and it goes on.
0: But, but yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't have imagined a better way to conclude a, you know, it was kind of like connect the dots action sequence to fight the way out through that, but concluding it with like drawing in the plot thread of the energy imbalance and using Proto Man's shield, which is the best prop that we have in that mm-hmm. scene. Like, I thought it was very good. It was so good. And <laughs> I can't remember
1: who Our's his charges at this point. Um... A uh, breakman and uh, who else was there? Um, who else was where? He's holding two people. I can't remember.
0: No, it's just him and breakman.
1: Oh, well, why does it say his charges?
0: Um, his charged shots. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then R- breakman that. and breakman's shield, which he loves as much as life itself. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh no, wait, maybe it was um the dog.
0: No, no, rush is not present. Rush, yeah. Um, they would be riding Rush if, if Rush was around. Now,
1: Roll, Roll is there at some
0: point, too. Roll is only there back at uh, Wiley's, oh, not okay. w- at Dr. Light's lab.
1: I'm Look, a piece of this. It's fine. It's fine. If this it's, a, all, it's all
0: good enough. If this is a long running Mega Man fanfic, and it, if at some point Roll does not get outfitted with an arm cannon and, like, you know, have an action scene, then I'm going to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we only read this one story. The point is they escape. Like they get it away, they manage to teleport away. And Brakeman's the one bringing an unconscious Mega Man in for repair to Dr. Light. Um he explains it's not a virus, it's an energy imbalance. And judging he tells Dr. Light, and judging from the speed of its growth, it'll probably kill him in a matter of hours. And, you know, they're upset about that. The red robot tossed him a faint smile, then turned toward the door. I'm assuming you know what to do about it, though, he commented without emotion. Or at least I'm hoping you do. I'd really hope you weren't planning to use me to test some half-brained ideas. Dr. Light stiffened, but he didn't reply. <laughs> oh, well, you've always done well in the past, Breakman finished, shrugging. He walked calmly from the room. Good luck. And I, I, I like the dig at Dr. Light because you know Dr. Light does have a plan for fixing this energy imbalance if he gets his hands on Breakman. And you also know that his plans are not tested. He's just like, well, I, here's some things I could try. And, you know, Breakman taking some offense about that as usual. Then we have a scene with Roll and Breakman in Chapter 7 that's very similar to with Mega Man and Breakman in Chapter 1, where she's just like, please just let Dr. Light (laughs) take a look at you and try to fix you. (laughs) Except now he's got the extra self-hatred. He's like, I was a fool, Roll. I don't deserve to live. And then she begs him, what about Mega Man? You know, where would he be without you? And... Brake Man says he'd be safer without me and let me die in peace. That sort of thing. Uh-huh. But then we have a final, you know, conflict here, where Doctor Light looks at Mega Man. And he's like, "I'm not sure I can fix this without looking at the without dealing with the source of the energy imbalance, where the energy imbalance originated." This techno is beyond me. I don't know why this would be necessary. But he's like, basically, I would need Brake Man also in order to fix this in Mega Man. Uh-huh. And it kind of feels like Breakman man walked out earlier in that scene with roll and he was like i don't deserve to live let me die in peace right and he walked down he walked right around the window of the lab and just peered in through the window because he knows exactly what this conversation happened and he shows up <laughs> immediately and it's like you didn't go anywhere Breakman. man you were right there you were like listening outside the door you're just trying to act cool because once once Doctor Light says this, then Breakman comes in and he's like, Fine, like, you know, look at me for my brother's sake, you know, fix me up. And he tries to act all cool about it. <laughs>
1: Was he cool? You know, <laughs> I mean, nominally, yeah,
0: he looked cool while doing it. That's all that matters. It looked cool because the camera did not see him sneak around the side to listen in at the window. Yes.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. I was going to ask some questions about this final scene, but like, by the way, I think your explanation is the best one I can come up with. <laughs>
0: That's what I took from it.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, I don't know. Or he just didn't get too far down the corridor. I honestly don't know. <laughs>
0: he started walking down the corridor, you know, after, like, he got the last word with roll. He turned the corner. He was like, oh, she's coming after me. Mm-hmm. And he waits there for a few minutes. And he's like, why isn't anyone coming after me? And then he goes back to the lab. Like, I mean, that's the other option. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, like, he stops because... You know, he's conflicted, right? You know, he does want someone to care about him. And that's kind of the tension of the character. And it's a very, I don't know, it's a very like
0: normal thing. It's, it's, I I, I just like, it's relatable. I just like how the way this fanfic's portraying Breakman, like at the start of the fanfic, also, he walks away from the conversation with Mega Man. And where does he go? Apparently he tails Mega Man. It's just like everyone's like, yeah, we don't know where Breakman gets up to. And apparently he like never goes more than like, you know, 1000 yeah. yards away. <laughs> like, he's always just over there. It's sort of cute, though, because it's kind like,
2: of cute.
1: That's what this fanfic author wanted to do was like emphasize their relationship. And it,
0: it's like actually, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, and it, because actually cat, right? Mega Man's the most important thing in Breakman's life.
2: Right. Right. Even the though that's not how he wants to portray you. himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, right macho cats pretend like they're not interested, but then they'll come back for a pet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, entrusting himself to Dr. Light is like a sign of his love to for Mega Man, even though he tries to sell it as a as a like, um hey, I'm the source of all this mess. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And also he's like, whatever, do whatever you need to. I'm beyond caring. He has he's trying to be like, whatever. I don't care. like, sure, just just put me under whatever. Right. But in fact, it's like, it's clearly a big deal that he's like allowing this to happen.
1: Yeah. He's like, yeah, just make sure you save that crazy brother of mine. Smiling to himself, he closed his eyes. So like, there's a sense of fulfillment there. Like, he really, that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And then I like that there's a little bit of peace also between him and Dr. Light towards the very, very end. Because... Dr. Light is basically doing some kind of blood transfusion thing where he like takes out all the energy from their systems and replaces it with clean energy. You know, AB type energy that suits their their operating system. And like when Breakman wakes up, that's mostly done, but not completely done. And Dr. Light's like, look, we've mostly flushed out your system. You're probably okay. There's a possibility they would come back. But... But now that you're awake, I can unhook you before we completely finish the energy transfer. If you want, like,
2: just make sure to get another change, to another ten thousand miles. <laughs> here's a cookie. <laughs> Drink some juice. <laughs> we got two metaphors there, I know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you got blood donation. I got cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, the point is, Doctor Light has that moment where, like, now that you're awake, we can immediately stop doing any kind of work on you. And Van's like, eh, just finish what you're doing. <laughs> and so, like, you know, it's not enthusiasm, but it's like. He's willing to let Dr. Light work on him a little bit now. Right. It just goes back to sleep.
1: Um, And then there was like a line about how Dr. Light took some scans and realized that Breakman was worse off than he was letting on. How in the world had he managed to keep going this long? Um, so there's that like there's that implied thing that like just as much as Mega Man was pushing himself past his limits to save Breakman. Breakman was pushing himself past his limits to, like, stay with Mega Man. Like, their relationship is so strong. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, that's followed by, like, how Breakman's, like, rapidly losing consciousness but wasn't fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, something about, like, laying serenely on his back, not looking at anybody. It's almost like he's gonna
0: die. But, of course, all's well that ends well. They have some, like, you know, la. This is where like Breakman's like that crazy brother of mine. He's as stubborn as I am, and he starts laughing, you know, uh-huh. laughing crazily and such. And Doctor Light joins in and it kind of breaks the mood a bit. um Breakman couldn't remember a time he had laughed like this. It felt good, he decided. He almost felt as if he was starting life anew. It was a good feeling. and then we end the fanfic with when Mega Man wakes up, Breakman's gone, Doctor Light explains what happened, and that he should be fine now, and Break Man's like Mega Man's like well. Uh, where he, where was Breakman now? He supposed it didn't really matter. The red robot was bound to pop up again eventually. He always did. And then we have a tag where guess where Brakeman is? He's in the rafters. He's right there. He's like just <laughs> of course watching he is. Like like that the, the thing is, I, I think <laughs> I I do think it's really cute cuz I think everybody else assumes that Breakman has a whole personal life and all kinds of things going on. Like he has other interests. And in fact, he has no other interests. He has no other life. He does not have anything else going on or anywhere else to go. He, he just wants to pretend like he does.
2: He's just creeping at the IG revision. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay.
1: Admittedly, the last line is that he's up there. Uh, the last line is he's watching over his brother. Right. <laughs> so it's about their relationship. That's what this fanfic's mainly about. Right. But yeah, no. He's a really weird cat. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. Like, I cannot <laughs> deny that anymore.
2: He's a weird cat. <laughs> Sometimes he'll ignore you, sometimes they'll crawl into your bed when you're asleep, <laughs> sometimes they'll wash you from the wrath sometimes yeah, mm. so
0: that was the story, and that's like the one that we read to be able to discuss. And I feel like it's got its I feel like the writer has strengths and weaknesses. but overall, I liked the story, and I think the mm-hmm. key character things they were trying to do were well done too, so this isn't like the last
2: one, the it's series? not
0: quite. It's like the third to last
1: no and and this is also one of the specials. It's not one of the main
0: books. But I don't know what that matters. Like, what's the no, contents of one of the main books as opposed um, to this? As
1: far as I can tell, and this is from a limited context, there's some main plots that they're trying to move forward in the, the main, main books. books whereas okay. this is more of a side
0: story, you know, like hmm. it could happen. It stands alone. Like the robot act is a concern in sixteen leading into seventeen right. and that seems to like maybe lead into eighteen or I don't know. Um, uh, but then this is a separate thing. Fair enough.
1: Not that from my impression from reading part of book sixteen, that that couldn't stand alone in its own way as well. But yeah, that it this doesn't have anything to do with any of the major plot points that have been moving the story forward.
0: Got it. And yes, the author seems to have abandoned the series after book nineteen. Um and also seven mini books and also maybe a special or two. Like, it's at a, th- a three book series called Lands of Confusion, which is a crossover with Twin Signal. And definitely crossover with Sonic the Hedgehog at one point a little
2: bit also. Um, it's a pretty major project is what I'm saying. I like the concept of Crossing over with uh, Sonic, just a little bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: well, in the Archie comics, they cross over very significantly. <laughs> it it's a big sense. deal. I but, mean,
1: there's like there's so much similarity in like a weird oh, way. Robotnik
0: and Wily are like yeah. they're like the oh my ab- immediate best friends who are inevitably going to d- betray each other. You know, it's that dynamic because they're all
2: terrible people. Right. They're, <laughs> they're both
0: they're both evil robot scientists. Like yeah, yeah, I swear to God,
1: when I like kept reading Doctor Wily's name in this, I went like, oh. Don't they bring Dr. Eggman and I was like, "No, no, wait, that's Sonic." <laughs>
0: I didn't mean Dr. Eggman though, sorry.
1: I really I really for real for a second got those two mixed up.
0: Because in the Archie comics, Dr. Eggman is a different universe Dr. Robotnik who comes over and takes oh, over, sure. you know, as a villain. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so props to the author for writing so much over so long a time and keeping it on such a nice website. And I enjoyed the story overall. But Tori, is there anything you want to talk about before we go into the weeds of, um, of things that we want to complain about and things that we want to praise?
1: No, I think we should we should just jump in.
0: I mean, unless uh, Adela, you have any
1: lingering Mega Man thoughts.
2: Mega Man is also called Rock Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his
0: sister Roll Man yeah i mean oh, yeah look i i just want to be consistent one way or the other yeah right yeah it could be a woman it just has to be yeah it took them like nine games to have a robot woman like splash woman
1: <laughs> okay but like um does Mega Man go by rock in that one time he like becomes a
0: human you know what thing? i think he does maybe he does go by rock when he's not in costume
1: what? That's a thing in in book sixteen they bring up is that like when he's trying to disguise himself as a human he just goes by rock. Uh, but... mm,
2: okay. I
1: don't know. And also in Mega Man Four he apparently becomes a human like literally. Yeah, that's I weird. Becomes I a have not boy. played Mega Man. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I haven't played Mega Man Four. God, this is going to sound so dumb to people who like <laughs> know
0: so much about Mega Man. We're just setting about, like I guess. <laughs> anyway. Um, we start with our complaints and then we end on praise for the fanfic. I oh, already did my complaint. I think the setting, the scene description tends to be very, very weak. Not just minimal, but like a little bit less than I want, even. I want a little bit more about like what's happening. Even like escaping Dr. Wiley's fortress, at some point it's like, oh, there's legit I mean, you know, they descend to a ledge and such, but it's just like I kind of have to fill in so many gaps myself. That was my major complaint about this story.
1: I Honestly, like, it's odd to say, and I'm sure there's other things I, I could say as constructive criticism, but it was mostly the fact that when Roll shows up at the end, mm-hmm. her major, like, role, Roll's Roll, forgive the pun, is
0: to um,
1: I will not. <laughs> it's to care about the male characters.
0: Well, look, it's even worse in the first part because at first I was like, Roll's not in this story, but then yeah. when, when Mega Man's going off, she just thinks like, oh no, it's a trap. I hope he's safe. And she doesn't even get to say anything. And mm-hmm. the thing is, Roll is so underserved in the series to begin with that I agree. Yeah. I'm looking in a fanfic for Roll to have a more, you know, significant role. role. Uh, <laughs> it's and, in the name. <laughs> and I mean, it didn't happen this time. I've got to hope it happens in some of the other, like, 30 stories on this, you know, website, but but it didn't really happen here.
1: No. And, like, I mean, to be completely fair, it's not they're being accurate to the source. It's just, like, I guess maybe what I'm identifying is motto. like, when Roll showed up just for a second in the beginning, I was like, okay, she's just popping in, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when she shows up more strongly in the end... I was like, oh, she's gonna actually get to do something, and no, it's all it is is expressing worry over the health of the male characters who've actually gone through the action. Like, and of course, they're all robots, but they are nominally female and male. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's true, of the source, but it's kind of disappointing because this is a fan fiction, and the author could, be like, better. I guess, yeah, <laughs> it's like it would be one thing if like Roll just like showed up in the background, and would be like, okay, Roll was there, just like a lot of folks to show up in the <laughs> background, but like to include her and give her a role at the very end mm-hmm. and then have that role be so traditionally like the feminine mode of just having to worry over the males mm-hmm. was I guess a little frustrating.
0: I hear you. So the reason you're not complaining about how little Rush did in this story is because Rush does not appear. Yeah. That's, the, 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 yeah, like, that's comparison. You're right. what, what you're saying is that like if, yeah, if yeah, Roll yeah, shows yeah. up just to be like the chick... Then that's more distressing than just like Roll is not absolutely, in the story. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um.
1: Now, I mean, you could also say some things about like a you know passing the Bechdel test or like a general lack of female characters, but but this author is working uh, with the Mega Man franchise, right? But, but,
2: but also, you could do anything. That's
1: true. Indeed, indeed. But it, I think it would be a little bit <laughs> I mean, unfair to complain yeah. about an author like not using a minor character just because that character's gender was whatever it was. Well, I think what what is fair to complain about is when you include the character and all they do is go, oh no, my boys are sick.
0: <laughs> well, in, in the Archie comics, you know... They use Splash Woman, and you can you can see the authors be like, "Thank God, a canon female character I can do something with," and so like Mm -hmm. I I think she gets more uh, to do than like some of her compatriots from Mega Man (laughs) Nine. Oh, there's also something. Sorry, just occurred to me, but
1: there's this one line where like Roll grabbed his arm and bulked him. Hmm. Uh, I had no idea what that meant. Bulked? Yeah. Uh, This is about like a man.
0: Well, I think from the context, it was like, stop him. Like, you know. Like,
1: B-U-L-K-E-D.
0: Oh, bulked, not bulked. Bulked, yeah. Oh, well, um, that's where you bulk and you skull someone? I don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like... It almost sounds like, like buffing someone, you know? I honestly... Both them, yeah. <laughs> if that was just a wrong word choice, then fine. But it was just like so random, so... <laughs> <laughs> Again, that super minor complaint in that sense, because I just didn't know what they meant, but... Um, in general, I liked this story. Um, and I was yeah, I was pretty impressed at the good job it did, like being true to the source, being fun, funny action, genre
0: fiction in its own way
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right, yeah uh, the, I'm, then yeah, we're moving into praise, right? Is that what what you liked most about it?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of something specific, but like I really, yeah, I really just feel like it kind of like it managed to fit, oh, let me do this. It managed to fit like, um kind of a limited amount of content, right, that they had to pull from and still seize on what they perceived to be the most important emotional beats, flesh them out, but not in a way that was too abstracted from the source and in a way that, like, you know, the fights are, like, very... They knew the material so well, you know, from the games. And they were able to make these incredible action sequences out of it that you kind of just wouldn't... um... I don't know, it feels like it takes a lot of effort and talent to do. Um and furthermore, even though the emotional beats are somewhat simple, they're effective. Yeah. And they're extrapolated directly from the source in a way that doesn't go too far.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think I think talking about this story, my favorite thing is just some of the moments where where things were working very very well. And like all the, it's all the ones we already talked about. But the first conversation between Mega Man and Breakman, Man, uh, Break Man captured by Wily, the escape at the end with like the surfboard thing, where even though I complain about things like the setting, it's like they say there's a window. That's it. Like, I have no conception of what this window looks like. But then the description of like the, the explosion and the shield and like all the action stuff is very well described. And so like those parts where like I thought the author was writing well, characterizing well, and like kind of just capturing like like you said, relatively simple themes as it goes, but like doing it very well, I thought this, this story had some better highs than I was possibly expecting going in. And they were probably my favorite thing about it.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, and it was especially delightful to um, jump into this, you know, later story after, I mean, I know we're on praise, but... <laughs> Starting to read that first story, I I really was not very delighted. There was a lot of redundancy, repetition. I wasn't hundred percent sure what was going
0: on. This author and also the story shape of that was shaped mm-hmm. like a Captain N episode, not like a story yes. that you're reading. So like it starts with like an alarm sounds in the palace of power. The characters run in. And there's like no lead in because the author wasn't in that mode of like writing a text story. I feel like
1: sure. And like to be fair. After watching Captain Adam, like, yeah, that That's, probably reads like a Captain N yeah, episode. I think it did. Yeah, totally. But it was especially delightful to see. Like, I don't know if the author just developed. I'm sure they did, or mm-hmm. if that was just them expressing
0: their range. But either way, I um, think. I think generally, like we were just assuming, authors do develop after writing indeed. a series for a decade. Like, how could they not? And so it's, but yeah, it's always very satisfying seeing that too indeed
1: well that's something just so wonderful because it's um it's a reflection of the commitment they've made mm-hmm. to writing um it is to me uh one of the most amazing things i can see as a, a writer developing over time because that means they committed themselves to i don't know really learning not only the art of writing but like what they want out of their writing mm-hmm. and i think when you see an author express like it, the kind of their love for what they're doing and knowing their own identity as a writer. I think that's some of the most, like, just, I don't know, like, wonderful stuff you can experience.
0: Oh, well, that was very heartwarming, which is good because it was a, you know, it's a feel-good story in the end. It is, yeah. All right, then. I think we're going to finish up talking about this. This was episode 151 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective. What was the name of the story exactly? Day to live. Day to live, not data live, even though it's about robots.
2: I thought you all were saying data live for all this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like
0: one day to live but without the one. Day to live. Day to live, yeah. One data live would have been a great title. Yeah. <laughs> even though it wouldn't make any sense cuz they Yeah. um yeah, because data no lore. data plural. Everyone knows, knows that. that. You know, there's datum. <laughs> Except there's no one in it. So no, no. no. <laughs> we read the story "Day to Live" by Mandy Pau or or Pog um, as part of Mega Man the series, a much longer fan fiction project, which you can find on the Mega Man homepage. We'll provide a link to all of that, and you should go, you know, poke around that website. We'll provide a link on the show notes. The intro song to the podcast is The Weekly Fair off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from that same album. They're not quite as cool as the extended version of Proto Man's theme, but we'll just have to deal with that.
2: Have you listened to the album? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, I don't know, but I did have a MIDI of the extended version of Proto Man's theme. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Back in 1994 or something.
1: Have y'all listened to the Proto Man, the band? No. No. Oh my god, y'all
0: should. (laughs) Good band? Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway, you can find the albums by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. Our podcast is edited by Della Rose, who we can definitely trust with our podcast editing, even though we don't know what she's going to do to it when it's under her power.
2: Yeah, it's strange how y'all never check. <laughs>
0: i mean
1: we've been trusting you for like four and a half years so i i just even actually for like three quarters anyway
2: i feel like we can keep going well i just feel like y'all are gonna be upset once you find out just replace your talking with like animal noises <laughs> i would keep bleeding and stuff i would actually not be disappointed the <laughs> look we've good news <laughs> we have just got no choice
0: someone's got to try to fix this energy imbalance in our conversation conversational energy imbalance right. you know mm-hmm. yeah
2: I feel like that actually is what I'm doing when I edit a lot of the lengths of the pauses. <laughs>
0: you can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. And if you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, contact us on at Twitter at retrofanfic, Facebook at retrofanfic, send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com, or you can leave comments or reviews on your podcast service. I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm totally paying
2: attention to not playing Marvel Snap.
0: <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> From
1: now on, that's what we're gonna call you. <laughs> hey, I was totally paying attention to
0: not playing Marvel Snap. How are you today? That's not accurate. We're just three Earth life forms <laughs> trying to be nice to each other and to respect hard hat rights. <laughs> Until next time, take care.
2: Woof, woof, woof. 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 Meow. Woof, woof. Yeah, meow. I was (laughs) making noises. Actually, (laughs) no, meow
1: is more appropriate to the situation.
2: Okay. Wait, uh, what's a macho meow? (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Whoa. Is that macho enough? I guess so. (laughs)